Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning. It looks a little better out today than it did yesterday morning. Up at my place, we still have snow on the ground, but it... uh, it looks like it's going to be beautiful, and we have some incredible weather coming up this week. The fishing is starting to take off everywhere, and we're going to go around the state, talk to a bunch of different people, find out what's going on and what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the time is here to get out there. I mean, just it's just beautiful, and we got to get out there. Turkey hunting starts in just uh, about a week. We're going to cover some turkey hunting, a couple different aspects of that later in the show today, and we're going to get an idea how the big game herds came through the mild winter we had. So we got a lot of ground to cover today, but we're going to have a lot of fun. Don't forget about the contests we're running. I'll tell you more about them later in the show. But the best way to find out and participate in our contests is to follow me on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. We're giving away an ice fishing trip with Nate Zielinski and me through the folks at Sun Power Sports. I'll tell you more about that. And Sun, through our sister station, uh, is giving away uh, an ATV through KYGO, our sister station. And then we're having our trivia, where uh, 20 years of trivia with Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We're giving away a $99 value gift card to Honey Smokes Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. We'll tell you more about that as the show goes on today. There's lots going on. Hopefully you followed us to our new time through the end of July. I think until Broncos training camp. We'll be on 10 to noon. Then we'll go back to our normal uh, 9 to 11 time frame. But let's go right to the phones now. <clears throat> and joining us from up in the North Park area is Scott Graham. And Scott, I understand you're a birthday boy today. I sure am, Terry. Thank you. <laughs> so I figure you've been fly fishing for about 20-some years, so you must be 25. Yeah, no, I just turned 21 today. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how many years have you been fishing? Uh, 21. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. How you been, Terry? Doing great, you know, and... I tell you what, I had a off and on ice fishing season. I didn't head up in the mountains. I'd usually do quite a bit of that, and I had to travel this winter a lot. But I am so ready for every form of open water fishing, whether it's from my boat with conventional from shore or picking up the long rod, which this winter you really never had to put the long rod, the fly rod, away, did you? Uh, you know, in my neck of the woods you definitely did, but no, across the state. I mean, the, with these tailwaters that we have and, and – uh, you know, you could fish year-round, no problem. Well, and down on the front range, people, we just had such a mild winter. But the North Park area, as you well know, is one of my favorite places to fly fish. In fact, uh, you and I have ventured out on some television shows. I, I don't know, did we do three or four television shows? We did a number. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, it was quite a while ago, but I, we definitely did, uh, I think, a couple here in the valley and one down in the canyon, so that'd be three. Yeah, and we had just the time. You guys are just great to fish with. You have a good time. You know your stuff, and you're great guys. And we just had, you know, the fun of filming it was just so great. And people can still see those. I think some of them, there's links on your website, but yep. definitely on my YouTube channel, they can find those too. But So what's going on uh First of all, what's going on now, and what's coming up? What kind of snowpack do you guys have? Uh, are the lakes open? Are the rivers fishable? Bring us up to speed. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, everything's pretty much open. Um, you know, the, the Delaney Butte Lakes, Lake John, Cowdery, all the lower valley 
uh, lakes and reservoirs are, are wide open. Um, they've been open for about a week to 10 days. Um, all the streams uh, in the valley are open and, and uh, running good and clear. And um, it's, it, you know, it's been a weird winter. Like you said, it's super mild. Um, and, I, you know, I've been up here for a long time, and I, I can only remember a couple winters that were like this where, you know, in April we don't have really any snow in the valley. There's a lot in the high country. Um, as of today, I think we're at 95% snowpack, which is, you know, pretty good. Better um, than most of the state. Yeah, I think we are probably, you know, right at the top. Um, and uh, and there's a lot of snow when you just when you start into the trees. But in the valley, there is no snow. And uh, so, you know, this is going to be one of those years, you know, one, once, a, once every decade that you get this, like, six to eight week period of, of pre-runoff fishing that's going to be phenomenal on the streams. And, you know, the lakes opened early and, you know, ice off can be pretty good. Um, but what that really does is uh, it warms the water temperature quick and we start getting bug activity sooner than normal. And, and uh, you know, the, the fishing just can be phenomenal early. Oh, you're absolutely right. And you have such a diversity of stream. Let's talk the streams first. I mean, you have a lot of meadow-type streams, yet you have the North Platte and some tributaries up there that have some fairly significant flows. Uh, what's Anything in particular you're seeing on the stream or river fishing right it, now? Uh, you know, it's um, like I said, it, it opened early, and there's no snow in, in the valley. And usually it goes from, it melts off, and it goes right into, like, a valley runoff, and we get two runoffs. We'll get a valley runoff in the high country. And usually, it'll, it, you know, it goes straight from, it melts off to valley runoff to, like, a five-day window to runoff. So this year, um, all the streams in the valley are open. They're all low and clear. Um, and, you know, the water temps are cold, but the fish are eating. And if you, uh, if you target the, the slower, deep water, um, we've been having some phenomenal days. And then uh, as you go north into the canyon, uh, the can the rivers open from North Park all the way to Saratoga and for, and down. Uh, and this is, you know, one of the first years that, that I've ever seen where you can hike down into that canyon and have low, clear water, and, and, and it's fishing very good right now. Any particular um, presentations that seem to be shining, or is it just depending on the hatch of the day, what's going on? You know, the bug activity is really slow. Um, we've been seeing black stoneflies and midges, but uh, right now it's just getting down and dirty and nymph fishing in the deep, slow water, uh, stoneflies and worms. uh is the ticket, or, or you could fish some midge patterns too, but uh, these fish up here, you know, they're, <laughs> they don't get that much pressure, so this time of year you can, you can be dirty and, and fish big flies, and, uh, and you know, and they're hungry. So we're, well, catching, we're doing pretty good. One of the things I like to do in this early runoff too, of course, is, you know, uh, some streamers, because everybody's fishing tiny, and a lot, a lot of times these fish are waking up, and they're looking for a meal sometimes, oh, especially yeah. the browns. Yeah, you bet. You know, I've I've been throwing some streamers on, on recent trips, and, uh, you know, you just have to have a slower presentation. You can't be ripping that thing back too fast. You, you know, slower strips, dead drift them, but like you said, they're hungry, and they're, they're want, they want to eat, and every day the water temps get a little warmer, and the fishing gets a little better. When you I think you could throw almost any sizable bug over the top of the brook trout this time of the year, and they'll just come up and hammer it. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, I think they're like that all year round. <laughs> well, you're probably right. Now, what about the lakes? You know, my experience has been a lot of times you can't fish the rivers like you said up there. So you turn to the lakes, and you've got the you've got the trout, whether they're the cuts or the rainbows, cruising the shoreline pre-spawn. You've got the browns coming in looking for eggs. You've got even a lot of the bait fish and bugs 
the water warms by the shore, this can be a great time for fly fishermen to fish from shore. Yeah, you bet. No, it's uh, they've been great. They're they're uh, you know they're usually pretty good right when the ice is coming off, and that happened about ten days ago. And then it, it kind of is variable for a few days until uh, until you you know it starts to warm up a little bit. And once the ice gets all the way off, I think that pumps a bunch of oxygen into the water as well, and uh, the fish really come alive. So. Right now, uh, we've been doing pretty good uh, fishing throughout the day, but um, the twilight hours, the early morning and late into the evening, uh, just fishing big streamers, um, you know, crayfish patterns and leeches uh, and small bait fish on sinking lines has just been pretty damn good. Are you seeing some big fish come out of the Delaney's? Yeah, you know, yesterday was pretty cool. A guy caught a 28-inch rainbow out there, so that was good. But, you know, we're just seeing a lot of good, healthy fish. There was no no threat of winter kill, and, and you know, they did really well through the winter. Every fish you catch is pretty hot and fighting good, and uh, so it's 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 a good time. Well, and they're... Um... Yeah, you said winter kill, and if Lake John, if you just want to catch fish, they've just stocked the heck out of that to try to eat down some of those bait fish. And I think they're finally getting some success with that because for a while it was tough to catch a fish at Lake John because there was so much bait in there. And yeah. now those fish are, I've eaten a lot of that other food, and they're starting to, they're a little bit, they're not, they're not starving, but they're hungry enough to eat. And I'm, I think they're seeing more success at Lake John. Yeah, they've been having killer numbers out there. Uh, that, that lake's been fishing great. Now, do you guys put the drift boats out on the lake at all this time of the year? Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, no, we do. You know, the thing you got to worry about this time of year or just pay attention to is the wind with all these storms coming, you know, in April, um, if it's going to be blowing too hard, you're, you're just going to be, you know, killing time out there in a boat. And like you said, the fish are cruising tight because that's where the warmest water is. And that's where the bug activity and the crayfish and most of the food items are. So, you really don't need to be in a boat, you know, at the month of April. I think you're better off fishing from shore and just kind of playing the wind. You know, I'm glad you said that because we've had a lot of requests for more shore fishing opportunities from people. And uh, there's times when, even though I, I own boats and float tubes and kayaks, that I just really, this spring, there's a lot of times that exactly what you said, the best fishing is right from the shore because you can really make a better presentation. You can cover an area where the fish are concentrated and, and it just, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's just, it's a great way to get out. Speaking of the boats too, what is the outlook for float trips this year for you guys on the uh, North Platte? You know, I, I love these years where we're kind of below average snowpack because the runoff doesn't really you know when we have the big snow years runoff kicks us off the river for a long time so this year you know i feel like it'll be the same as we always do we get kicked off in may and then we float through june i just don't think we're going to have unless you know mother nature comes in and snows you know five more feet of snow in the month of april i i just feel like it the river's going to open it's going to be you know it'll puff up but i don't think we're going to get that huge wash that's going to you know, dirty the water, which, you know, by the end of summer might become a detriment. But as far as float fishing is, you know, concerned, I think it's going to be an awesome season. Yeah. And then how far ahead do people have to book float trips with you, Scott? You know, the sooner the better. I mean, we've got some open dates, but, you know, we float the wilderness area, so we're only allowed to go down there a said number of times. And so we're nearing, uh, you know, booking that thing uh, full. We probably have Oh, maybe ten days left that we can that we can book. So uh, I tell people every year, you know, just you know, if you can book by the end of April, you'll probably be okay. But if you have a date in mind that you really want to go, then you know, probably even earlier than that. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been fortunate to float um, 
uh, several sections of the Kenai, and I've floated rivers all over Canada and Alaska. But one of my favorite floats, especially in this part of the country, is that wilderness area you float. What a beautiful place. And the brown trout fishing, and we got rainbows too, was just phenomenal. Tell people how they contact you if they want to book one of those trips or if they just want to know where you're at when they come up so they can stop by and get some up-to-date information. Yeah, we're right on Main Street in in Walden um, and uh, right next to... Napa Auto Parts, you can't miss us. This this town is <laughs> tiny. Um, we've got a, a big bull moose on the front of our building and about a four-foot brown trout. So if you miss us, you're not looking. Um, you could get us, uh, reach out to us on Facebook, North Park Anglers, or at our website, northparkanglers.com, or just give us a call. Uh, our phone number here is 970-723-4215. Um, and, uh, yeah, give us a call and chat with us, and we'll get you on the water couple more quick things before I let you go. You still offer accommodations? Yes, we have uh, a house here in town and, and a couple different cabins on, on different ranches that uh, that we own up here. Um, and then uh, we work with all the hotels and, and different ranches up here that all have other cabins. So we can definitely get you dialed in that way as well. Well, I got to tell you, I'm, and I got one more question I want to ask you, but I'll never forget when I almost had a grand slam fishing with you, except that big brown ate, I mean, the big rainbow ate the little brown. Yeah. You'd think that you'd get a brown easy up there, right? <laughs> yeah. And I got, I got a, uh, I had the brook trout and I had a cutthroat and I had a rainbow. And I finally got a brown on. It wasn't maybe six, eight inches. That rainbow must have been five pounds that ate it. (laughs) I think I should still get credit because I landed that rainbow. Yeah, I think that counts. Yeah. (laughs) Last thing before I let you go, it looks like we're going to have some really great weather middle of this week. People coming up, uh, where would would you think they might want to start? You know, if you're, I, I would, you know, it looks to me like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is going to be a nice window for weather. Um. But I would I would play the wind. If it's going to be windy, I'd be on the rivers. If it's going to be you know ten to fifteen or lighter, I would be out there on those lakes um, and just have an open mind. You know, I always tell people when you come to North Park, don't say I'm going to fish the Michigan River. Go go to North Park and just have your options open because this park is so diverse and there's so many options. And usually you just play it by the wind. If it's real windy, you get on a river where you're you you got a lot of willow coverage and the wind's not going to affect you very much. Um, but if it's, you know, light winds, a little chop is nice on the lakes, then I would be out there and, and looking for a trophy. All right. We got to let you go. But, you know, best thing to do is just stop by North Park Anglers Fly Shop and get the information firsthand. Yeah, you bet. We're open every day. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Terry. Take care. Happy buddy. birthday, Scott yeah, Graham, North North Park Anglers. Uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And joining us on the show from Colorado Parks and Wildlife, up in the uh, Meeker area, I believe, is uh, Bill DeVergi. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Hope I didn't butcher your last name too bad there. No, you're just fine. All right. What's the weather like up in your part of the state right now? You know, we had a little snow yesterday, a dusting, but it looks like it's going to be beautiful the rest of the day here. Well, we had a lot of rain yesterday. It's overcast, supposed to continue to rain tonight and into tomorrow. And then hopefully by late tomorrow or Monday, we're supposed to start seeing the sun again. Yeah, we're going to have some really nice weather coming up here, too. You know, and it's that time of the year. Well, I, first of all, I think people get out more on a year-round basis than they ever have. Uh, you know, 
It's just I hear more about winter camping and winter hiking. It's that time of the year, though, that people, a lot of people have been cooped up, and they just want to get outdoors. There's a lot of things going on in your area. You know, there's some hunting. We've got we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about how the big game thing came through the winter. But there's also things to go out and see. You were telling me when we talked earlier that one of the spectacles up where you are that are so much fun are the sage grouch. Yeah, the greater sage grouse are uh, right now in springtime is a very busy time for them. They're starting to to get together and get ready for the breeding season. So you've got males attending the the broodgrounds, what they call the lex. That's where they do all their strutting and displaying. And then the hens will come and join them as well, and and then they get going with nature and do the breeding process. So across northwest Colorado, and specifically a lot in Moffat County, we have a lot of birds out there doing their their strutting and dancing. We've got some large lex, and uh, it's just a, it's a fun time of year. Well, another thing too is I want to always caution people when we're talking about wildlife watching opportunities. Um, this is the mating season, so it's spectacular. Go out and watch it. It's so much fun. But do it from a distance and don't interrupt what nature's taking, what's taking place in nature, right? Absolutely. It, it's imperative that if people decide to come out and spend some time, if they find a lack and they can have a chance to watch, take pictures, do whatever, the, the greater the distance, the better. Because what you don't want to do is is they the birds will flush. They will leave the the breeding ground and the strutting grounds. The minute people get there, if they if they're disturbed in any way, shape, or form, this would then set back that that breeding ritual part. And if it happens enough, then actually you could have some birds that may not be able to lay uh, eggs and, and start raising enough birds to keep us off the threatened and endangered list. Yeah, and that's a big point. How are, you know, we were concerned about a lot of the different upland game birds. Birds We've covered them on the show here over the years. And grouse were one that were kind of in that where they could be. And if that happens, it really changes how you manage areas. You don't want that to happen. And if we keep them off, we can have some limited hunting opportunities too. How are the sage grouse doing? The sage grouse in, in Colorado, the sage grouse in the northwest corner are actually doing fairly well. The, the issue when they manage greater sage grouse is they look across the whole range, which can include up to seven different states, including Wyoming, Utah as our neighbors. So they don't just look at Colorado's northwest population. They look at the, all the bird populations across the western U.S. So some states might not be doing as well and other states might be doing better, but they still average everything based upon the whole range. So in northwest Colorado, we've been very fortunate. Our birds are doing better than they've done in the last 20, 25 years. They're starting to come back up. Our numbers are looking good. We've got some very limited hunting seasons in a few of our units, uh, so we still have a little bit of opportunity for people to try to, to harvest a few of the birds, but not enough to even begin to affect the population. That's awesome. Well, hopefully that'll continue and we'll continue. Because as I mentioned earlier, too, once you get an animal on the uh, protected or endangered list, it makes everything you manage in their uh, habitat tougher, doesn't it? A lot of the management tools that we like to have go away because the restrictions are so much tighter when they're listed either threatened and or endangered. Um, and that can come all the way from, from agricultural practices, grazing practices, to development of oil and gas, to any kind of new roads or building or anything that might change the landscape in any way, shape, or form. So anything we can do to help perpetuate the birds and help them stay off the list is by far our, our primary goal. 
All right, let's change gears a little bit. You're also in one of the best big game areas in the state of Colorado. And in fact, you may have the largest concentration of elk up in your area. How did We had a mild winter down here. How did the elk, deer, and some of the other big game come through the um, winter this year? And you're exactly right. And we're very fortunate up here. We, we definitely have the biggest, the largest deer, elk, and antelope herds probably in the state. So uh, an abundance of big game animals. Normal years, this time of year, we're really worried about them because if you think about coming through a cold winter with lots of snow and lack of nutrition and lack of available forage, those animals are pretty stressed and in difficult you know, body condition. We actually sometimes will see, especially on like deer fawns, some of our highest mortality can occur in April and May. They're, they're surviving, they're making it, but then we maybe get a cold snap or something happens, and it's just enough that they can't quite survive through the year. This year, totally different. We've had probably one of the lightest snow levels we've had in, in probably 20, 30 years. Our temperatures are, are very warm. The, the deer and elk both were distributed way across the landscape, much better than they normally are. We had some elk that were even spending the winter at, at eight and 9,000 feet, which is much higher than they normally spend. So they're all in good shape so far. Our survival on fawns and calves is going to be really high, which will be good. It'll put a nice little bump to all of our deer herds up here, and, and we'll see a little population increase and. And it just helps for the overall health of the herd. You know, for all the management we do with hunting regulations and um, even antler gathering regulations and all the things we worry about in the control, Mother Nature has to cooperate. And when she does, it really is just such a boost to the entire outdoor uh, ecosystem. As you said, Mother Nature still holds the key, and she she can control what we want to do. And that's why even sitting here today on an overcast, kind of cool, rainy day, I, you kind of get a little grumpy at times. But you know what? The moisture is is needed right now. Our uh, The soil depth, we need the moisture to get all the grasses to start coming. We need to start filling our stock ponds and, and some of the ponds where the, the wildlife as well as livestock utilize. So, even though it's a great day, it's a good day. Hey, um, last question. We're running out of time, but um, turkey hunting starts next week. Do you have a huntable population of turkeys up in that corner of the state? We do. We uh, Over the last 20 years or so, we've been able to transplant some small groups of turkeys, and they've really flourished very well. Um, west of Meeker, we have several units that are over-the-counter type hunting. East of Meeker, we have some draw-only Hunting. In the northwest corner, we also have another draw unit up there kind of in the Utah-Wyoming corner area. So, yep, lots of birds on the ground this year. Should be a good hunting opportunity. Bill, thanks a lot for giving us an update. Great information. Hopefully people get up there and just enjoy this area, you know, wildlife watching opportunities. And then, you know what, turn those off. If you're a hunter and you're going to hunt that area, there's no better time than, I mean, there's no time that's not good to be out scouting the area and why not observe the wildlife while you're there and have a good time and if anybody has questions to have them feel free to contact our meeker customer service officer we have an office in meeker and, and we're always happy to try to answer questions bill thank you so much that was great information and we'll get you back on soon maybe as we get towards fall we'll get an update Sounds great, and thank you. That's right. Bill, he's uh, up there in the Meeker area. Let's go right back to the phones real quick, because we have the the better-looking part of the family from Adventure Camper on. Good morning, Savannah. Morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Did your dad sneak away again? You know, I bet he wishes that he was up skiing, but actually, you know, everyone's just falling in love with the spring weather, and we have been busy with customers coming in since the first thing this morning, so... 
uh, he was kind of helping somebody look at a trailer. So you're, you're stuck with me today, Terry. Oh, we're never stuck with you. It's always <laughs> a pleasure to have you on. And, you know, just I always want to remind your dad, though, when he's really busy, just remind him where he advertises, okay? So, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and when he's not busy, tell him he's not advertising enough. That's what he <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Right? Yeah, so what's going on down in Adventure Camper? You know, we are just getting jam-packed for this spring season. Everybody's really starting to get itchy with that cabin fever, looking forward to being outside, you know, spending some time in those Colorado parks. Um, so we're getting really busy with rentals and sales. And, you know, right now the boss just told me before I got on with you um, that he's actually doing a sale. Uh, he's doing uh, $1,500 off the list price on all of our Sonoma trailers, which is our highest um, end of trailer. They're really nice. Um, some of them have those enclosed tanks to extend your season. So things are getting really exciting around here as we look uh, forward to spring and summer. All right. Well, Savannah, where do they find you if they want to come and get that $1,500 off? <laughs> Yeah, find me as soon as possible because it's limited to our inventory. Um, we're located right off of Arapahoe Road and uh, Jordan Road down in southwest Denver. Um, you can also find us on our website at adventurecamper.com. And we'll be at the office all day today, and then we'll be back in early Monday morning. All right. Well, you uh, tell him to uh, suck it up and get those sales so he can afford to go skiing next year. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? right? All right. Exactly. Thank you, Savannah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Terry. You bet. That's Savannah from Adventure Campers. Great people. If you're looking for a towable, look up Adventure Campers. Stop by. Family-owned. Great selection. And they're just really, really good people. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. You know, it's a Colorado company, and it's a great-tasting superfood, and the secret is in the fire. Let's go to the phones. Uh, the gentleman joining us now has been a tremendous resource to the show over the years and keeps us up to date, especially this time of the year when we start talking about the the fishing down in that southeast area. He's the biologist for that area, uh, Jim Ramsey. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? You know, I'm doing good. And after we spoke earlier this week, I was thinking back to... I did some television shows in the mid to late 90s down at John Martin, and we went out to Nenoshi and Negrandi, and those lakes were in their heyday. Though I think John Martin was so full of water. And then they kind of ran into some tough times for a few years. Water was down. We lost some fish during flooding. We went through... Uh, low water years with limited production. There was a little bit of trouble for a few years getting wiper eggs, but boy, what a difference a few years makes, and that those areas are just on the rise and ready again, aren't they? Yeah, you make a good point. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about it today, how in my career I hadn't seen all the fishable waters in southeast Colorado with water in them until just this year or last year, towards the end of last year, all the lakes filled up, you know, and we've stocked stock these lakes to get them going again and fishing is just going to be good again uh we're hoping it's going to be like the heydays of the 90s like you were mentioning well you you and i talked and it sounds like john martin is already right back uh, tell me well let's tell people what's going on at john martin first how's the water well john martin was filled uh more full than I, I think I've ever seen it um, at the end of 2017 with over 300,000 acre feet of water. Of course, Kansas owns a lot of that water, and they're going to be calling for it over the year, especially with as dry as it's been on the eastern plains. But uh, there's still a ton of water out there, and all the boat ramps are usable. Even the Road 19 ramp, which is on the west end of the lake that hasn't 
been used in numerous years. That one's uh, been serviced and is usable again. We're launching boats off of the Road 19 ramp. Uh, everything's good. Uh, water levels are high, and fishing numbers have exploded in John Martin with sawgai and walleye. The fish that we've stocked, uh, we just finished our annual walleye spawn at Pueblo Reservoir and Chatfield and Cherry Creek. And so that's what I'm busy doing now is stocking stocking out fry. And we've, we've been doing that for the last few years. So these fish have grown really rapidly in these highly productive waters. You know, you get that new lake effect when you flood all the timber and brush and weeds that are high and dry. You flood all that and it just it's just like a fish magic soup. It grows fish really fast. So we've got uh, lots of large uh, walleye saw guy ready to catch, wipers, white bass, crappie, catfish. John Martin is just going to fish really well this year. I'm fairly confident. Well, and you were telling me, uh, when you said large walleyes and saw guys, and, you know, I mean, there's used to be numerous state records for saw guys came out of John Martin. But tell people just the kind of typical fish you were catching last fall there. Yeah, most of the fish we were catching were over 20 inches. Uh, we were keeping the larger fish and letting the smaller fish go. My son actually caught a 28-inch saw guy, which is the same length as the state record. It was, wasn't quite as heavy as that state record fish, but it was just as long as that fish. And lots of fish over 20 inches uh, common at John Martin. Well, before we move on to some of the other opportunities at John Martin and some of these other lakes, my experience has been that uh, the saw guy are a little more aggressive than the walleyes. John Martin has both. And do you find the saw guys a little shallower and more aggressive, or doesn't that happen until later in the year? No, I do. That's a good point. And that's why we stock the saw guys on these Eastern Plains reservoirs. They tend to be a little uh, more aggressive of a feeder. They they feed a little bit better in the daytime, and they do inhabit a little bit shallower water areas, making them a little easier to catch, not only for the boaters, but also for the shore anglers as well. So I, we request, uh, for these lakes out here, we request saw guy for our uh, for the walleye sawgai species, uh, that fish is a little bit harder to make than just the pure walleye. We have to rely on the uh, the pure sauger milt to come from out of state. That sawgai fish is a cross between a male sauger and a female walleye. So we get our male sauger milt from out of state. Usually Nebraska or Kansas ships us the milt, and we make the sawgais that way. Uh, sometimes, some years we do really well with that. Some years we 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 struggle a little bit. So. Uh, uh, yeah, we use walleyes to fill in for numbers that we don't uh, stock as saw guys. So what other fish? John Martin is not just a saw guy walleye fishery. It's a great diverse fishery. I've done really well on largemouth bass there after a few high water years. And I used to catch a lot of drum there. Those will pull your string. But there's a lot of other fish. You're telling me the crappies and white bass are doing pretty well, too. The John Martin has more white bass than any lake I've ever seen in my life. It's incredible how many white bass are out there. Uh, they've just exploded with this high water situation. And uh, the forage base, the gizzard shad, uh, is very abundant out there. So there's plenty of groceries for these fish. Um, white bass, it's common to have 100 fish a day. Some of, the, some of the fish are a little bit small, but uh, there's all, size, all sizes out there from the real small 10 inches all the way up to 18-inch giant white bass. So white bass fishery it is not to be missed. Uh, I would definitely get down and try that. Crappie is, is improving. Um, like you mentioned earlier in the low water years, the crappies kind of took it in the shorts, but they're on their way back. The high water years have uh, flooded some good spawning habitat, and good numbers of, of crappie are starting to show up. Um, 
the largemouth bass, we've stocked those abundantly over the years, and they're starting to show up uh, on in anglers' creels. Guys are catching some really nice largemouth out there at, at John Martin. So, yeah, it's a really diverse fishery, and the, the catfishing is good as well. There's three species of catfish, uh, channel catfish, blue catfish, and flathead catfish out at John Martin, and all are fairly easy to catch, especially in the, some of that newly flooded area on the west end. And the wipers are coming back. Right, the wipers, yeah, I shouldn't have left those out for sure. Uh, uh, good numbers of wipers. When, you, when you're catching the smaller fish, the wipers tend to school up with the white bass. So when you're catching smaller fish, uh, you never know if you're going to get a wiper or a white bass. And, and they're actually kind of hard to tell apart when, you, when they're small. But once that fish starts topping two, three pounds, then you know you got yourself a wiper. And, and uh, the fight on the end of the line is definitely a, a telltale way to tell them apart because the wiper about ripped the rod out of your hand, whereas a white bass, a little easier to reel in. I don't think there's a freshwater fish that pulls harder than a wiper. They're yeah. fantastic. Before we run out of time, Jim, let's talk. There's some other lakes that people need to be aware some that are ready now and some that will be soon. Kind of briefly take us through each of those. Okay. Um, the Great Plains Reservoirs, Ninoshi and Queens uh, particularly, were refilled a couple of years ago. Uh, we've been working on getting Queens restocked with fish, and the, the fishery has developed nicely there. Good good numbers of wipers and sawgai especially, but also crappie and catfish and bass. Ninoshi um, was filled completely full last year. And that water, you know, it's subject to uh, being drawn down by the canal companies as they use that water for irrigation. But right now it's completely full. And we've stocked that one for a couple of years as well. Good numbers uh, of sawgai, especially wiper out there at Ninoshi, doing really well. I would encourage anglers to get out there and, and fish Ninoshi and Queens this year. Queens has been drawn down a little bit, but so I would probably focus mostly on Ninoshi, but Queens is also a, a good place to go when the water levels are higher. Uh, Negrande has just been filled up, partially filled up. It wasn't filled all the way. Um, they're going to probably get that thing filled the rest of the way this year, I hope. Uh, it's been low. Well, actually, it was dry for a couple of years, but uh, it's it's filled back up a little bit, and we've got fish going back in there as well. But uh, for this year, I think 2018, the, the best places to go at the Great Plains Reservoirs are Ninoshi and Queens. And uh, Adobe Creek has got great crappie and sawgai too, is that right? Yeah, Adobe Creek, known locally as Blue Lake, uh, is fished really well for crappie and sawgai the last couple of years. Uh, anglers are catching lots of crappie in the 10 to 12 inch range and saw guys in the 15 to 16 inch range. Uh, lots of water, boat ramps are accessible and fishing should be excellent at Blue Lake here in the spring. And the last lake is Two Buttes, which um, I know Chad Lachance did a television show down there and it's a great bass fishery, but it could be a dwindling on opportunity on that one. Yeah, Two Buttes was completely filled up in 2013 after a big flood. We had 30 feet of water on the dam in the span of a week. But uh, since then, we haven't really gotten much in the way of flood water. Uh, Two Buttes sits on a dry drainage, so the only time it gets any fresh water is when that uh, creek starts flowing after a flood event. And we really haven't seen that since 2013. So being an old dam with a uh, old earthen dam, it's a little bit leaky and evaporative losses. We've lost a little bit of that water. Well, probably over half of that water is gone now. So the lake still still fishable and the boat ramps are still in the water but uh, if we don't get another flood or two here 
soon, we might lose that fishery in a couple of years. So I would encourage guys to get down there and fish that one because it's fishing really well right now. The bass are plentiful and over 18 inches in size uh, are common. Uh, lots of good saw guy, lots of good wipers, uh, crappie, and some of the biggest bluegills I've ever seen. They've grown really fast down there. So uh, two buttes is a is a uh, probably a short order opportunity that if a guy's going to fish it, probably I recommend doing it this year. Uh, one more quick question. We had a caller, and I think I know the answer, and I don't think it's even in your territory, but a caller just left a message and asked if Bonnie Reservoir will ever be brought back. I think that's probably a no, isn't it? You know, um, I've talked to some, some people that know more about Bonnie than I do, and they said that there's a glimmer of hope for Bonnie, but right now um, the answer is no. Uh, that all that water is tied up in water court, and it's been, uh, I think, with the state of Kansas or Nebraska, and that that water was released with a judgment on that, but I think it would have to be re- revisited in the court system. But I think there is a glimmer of hope on the horizon if uh, if we can get out of this dry cycle and, and there's plenty of water around. Well, Jim, we're out of time, but what tremendous information. And you've got me just chawing at the bit. To get, I haven't been down and fished the southeast area for so long. You know, and another thing people don't realize, you get so much water down there and you're far enough away from the core of the front range where you can be you know you're not crowded it's not like fishing metro lakes even when there's a number of boats the lakes are big and there's room to spread out and it's a great experience so you got me ready to come back down jim great and one more thing i'll add is uh, the limits are fairly liberal down here you know if a guy wants to get some fish for the freezer you're not fighting that 18 inch uh minimum size for walleye saw guy like you see in some of the front range lakes all right jim thank you great great information thanks for joining us today you're welcome have a good one you bet jim ramsey tory wickstrom outdoors is brought to you in part by honey smoked fish company smoked salmon the secret is in the fire tory wickstrom outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. And uh, I want to talk to you about a few things we got going on here right now. And then we're going to get back to talking some more fishing as Will Dykstra is going to join us at the top of the hour. We got we got a lot coming up, by the way, yet in this, this show. Hopefully you're following us on our new time. We're on 10 to noon now through the summer, through... Think Broncos training camp. When Broncos training camp starts, we'll go back to 9 to 11 and stay there throughout the winter. And we may not switch again next year. We're trying some scheduling things. We'll be exposed to a new crowd. We have the golf show coming on board. We're trying to work with some scheduling this summer. But uh, make sure you follow us. But anyway, coming up next hour, we will have um, Brad Peterson's been out doing some fishing checking, and he'll do that. Will Dykstra is going to join us shortly, and he'll have some fishing updates for us, I'm sure. He's probably been chasing the pike and big trout at Spinney. And, and maybe even some of the walleyes in the metro area. We'll get up to that. But we're going to talk some turkey hunting, too. Bob Hicks from Pheasants Forever. And the guys from Colorado Clays are going to talk a little bit about turkey hunting. So we're going to get into that. By the way, speaking of turkey hunting, uh, I, uh, I I just had Karen repost on our uh Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, an article I wrote a few weeks ago, a few months ago, actually, for the Denver Post on outdoor survival. There's so many misconceptions and so many things that can get people in trouble. And as you head out turkey hunting this spring, you know, 
really any time in Colorado, the weather can change and you can get in trouble if you don't have the basic preparations and understanding of what you're doing. But uh, springtime, for sure, storms can come in, weather can change. Uh, you can have an, an accident or an injury. Uh, you want to be prepared and know how to take care of yourself so a, a, an inconvenience doesn't turn into a tragedy. I'd, I'd encourage you to go to my uh, Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, and read that article again. And if you have some questions, send them to us. Um, we consulted, and I worked with some of the best outdoor survival people in the world when I was putting that together, plus relying on my own experience, both from hunting, fishing, and from search and rescue. So uh, read that, and you know, be prepared to go outside and enjoy the weather. That's reposted. And while you're there, follow us and like us on Facebook because we're going to be running several contests during the course of this year. One main one is our Honey Smoked Fish Company trivia giveaway. So about once a month or so, we're going to give away a gift card valued at $99 for Honey Smoked Salmon. Karen will post what's called 20 Years of Trivia. We're celebrating our 20 years on the radio. 20 Years of Trivia of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. And she'll put little tidbits of trivia out there. Like one recent one was, well, who was the first fill-in host while I was gone? One in the past was one of the first in-studio co-hosts. We'll have lots of questions about what went on over the last 20 years. But the answer will always be on the Facebook page. Now, uh, that's so we're going to give away that you know, once a month or so, that trivia for the Honey Smoked Fish Company, and that stuff is so fantastic. It is just unbelievable. If you haven't tried it, give it a try. But this will get delivered right to your door. But we're also going to give away other products. Like uh, a few weeks ago, we gave away um, a, t a fly tying book by Steve Schweitzer on uh, divers and... Uh, I'm struggling for the name. Isn't that awful? Poppers uh, and Divers, his fly tying book, it's like a $50 book. Fantastic. And Steve is one of the premier fly authors in the United States. We've also got a couple of his uh, Fly Fisher's Guide to Indian Peaks Wilderness. And we're going to get some other products we'll give away. We'll get some optics. We'll get some other gifts, some other outdoor gear. And we'll be giving those away also. Uh, so we'll have trivia other times than when the honey smoked cell itself is there. So that'll go on. Then the other big contest we're running is um, from now until the end of September, you can register for two people. It's one winner, but two people to take an ice fishing trip in December with Nate Zielinski and myself. We're going to take you out for a day. Some of the guys from Sun Power Sports are going to come with us. If the ice is good, they're going to bring their ATVs. We'll show you ATVs on the ice and get around. We'll have all the gear, and we're going to take you out. And if you're an experienced ice fisherman, we'll get you on the fish, and we'll fish with you, and we'll have a great time. If you're a learner, we'll take the time to really teach you some of the nuances of ice fishing. It's just going to be a good time. I think we're going to supply food. But anyway, from now until September, and how you enter that is you, um, there's, there's, there's really one way to enter, but you can get to it three or four ways. The best way is to go to Sun ENT on Facebook. That's Sun ENT on Facebook, and that's Sun Power Sports. And then when you're on Facebook, they'll have a post that'll take you to a registration where you can sign up. Now, you can also get to that by going on my page on the fan 
or by you can click on it from a post on my Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. So you want to sign up for that now. Then we're going to have a random drawing in October, and somebody will win a full day on the ice with Nate Zielinski and I, and that's going to be a great trip and some of the guys from Sun. So all that, so there's lots of reasons. Also on our Facebook page, we tend to, um, well, we don't tend to, we, we post my, my post articles, the Denver Post. I write an article column every week for the Denver Post. That gets posted on our Facebook page so that you can go right to that article as soon as the post comes out. And occasionally I'll bring back past articles that I think are relevant and put them up like we just did with the survival article today. When every time Karen puts a new video on our YouTube page, uh, Karen will put a link to that. If there's a special guest coming up on the show, she'll link to that. If we do a tackle talk, she'll put a link to the podcast. So there's lots of reasons to follow Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire.